it's another Manly Monday, and this Manly Monday, we're tackling something a little fraught. Um, and the very reason I decided to tackle this subject is because I think the discussion of it tends to lack nuance. Um, so we're tackling, of course, title of the video, men's opinions on what a woman wears, what's appropriate, what's not. And I'll be, I'll be the first one to admit that there are mixed messages on this point. I'm going to deal with more of the the dichotomy between, you know, the discourse on um, depictions of women in media versus the reactions to, you know, women in, in real life. I'll say for the purpose of this, like I'll do that on Wednesday. I'll say for the purposes of this video, yes, it's confusing. Um, and that's part of the reason I wanted to talk about this. Now, the absolute shortest way I can explain the issue is that there is no male equivalent for the idea that gender normative dress, meaning, you know, obviously masculine clothes versus obviously feminine clothes. There is no man clothes that are considered not appropriate around children and, or, or slutty, you know, unless there's profanity on a shirt or something like that. And that's more the word, not the style of clothing. Meanwhile, I have dresses that were perfectly acceptable to wear around 12, 13 year olds back in the day where now you wear that around children. I can't wear the dresses without this annoying like cover up thing here. It's changed so much. And it's too bad because they're all wrap dresses and they're really comfortable and they're easy to wear. And um, that is where the sensitivity comes from. And it's extra confusing that, you know, their entire columns and websites, you know, fashion stuff devoted to dunking on people for fashion choices. And you, you may notice there are some men involved with that and they're gay men. It's like, why is it okay for a gay man to do it, but a straight man not? And that's fair. That's really fair, you know, because then you get into the fact that, you know, it's only drag queens that are not appropriate to be around children now. I guess, you know, somebody standing there in their underwear, pride parade, that kind of thing. Okay, that's, um, uh, that's probably considered too far. Uh, but again, a guy, you know, it, it used to be a guy's pants falling down. That was just funny. You know, if a guy doesn't have a shirt on, that's considered fine. If a woman doesn't have a shirt on, oh God, you know. So that's the core of the difference. And I realized I haven't done the help support this channel thing. Um, help support this channel, become a monthly patron, patreon.com slash Leanna K or buy a one-time Leanna Care session for someone who can use it but can't afford it, coffee.com slash Leanna K. Uh, your support's greatly appreciated. Uh, we have four more sessions to make our goal um, this week. Four more. Uh, your help is appreciated. 
that's what it comes down to, that you're making comments and you don't know what it's like to be on the receiving end of those comments. And this has been in the news lately because of the Kiki Palmer story and then the over-the-top Jonah Hill story. Now, yes, I'm saying Jonah Hill because he's the more famous person. For people who don't know what these stories are, the Jonah Hill one, his ex-girlfriend, who's a professional surfer, professional competitive surfer, professional, I think, but uh, she released some, I don't know if they're DM or text messages, but it's in text, allegedly from him, basically saying, he didn't want her surfing with men anymore and he didn't want her posting pictures in a bikini. He referred to a thong, but the photos that I saw weren't a thong. They were the bathing suit slipped while she was surfing. You know, it, it happens. The the bum kind of gobbles up the, the bathing suit. Um, and... He was basically, and, and she deleted a bunch of pictures and it still wasn't enough. And he claimed he was setting boundaries by policing what she wears. That's not how boundaries work. And again, off topic for, for this, um, sometimes people are just not compatible. The problem with what Jonah Hill allegedly did is he knew she was a surfer when he started dating her and boundaries, healthy boundaries do not demand someone changes something like that related to their life, to their profession to suit you. Boundaries are about what behavior towards you, you will accept. That is like, what's the difference? Well, the idea that she has to stop doing things connected to the job she was doing when she got with him. I know there are guys that aren't going to get this. And I'm not sure there's help for them. Because that's just, you know, if somebody's a, a musician, you want them to stop doing music because they talk to guys or they perform with guys. And, you know, there was a period of time where women were expected to stop working when they got married. And it wasn't that long ago. I mean, that was common in the post-war period in the 1950s. You only worked until you got married and then you were a homemaker and a mother and it was considered, oh, they must be having money problems or something's not right there. It, it was the, um, um, the increase in college education and then um, various things in the 1960s that started changing that. But even when I was a kid in the 80s, uh, it was still a little, it wasn't the way it is today. And that does have an impact on how some of these guys respond. Now, the Kiki Palmer thing is a little different um, because it was involving her... I have seen 
mixed things, whether it's her baby daddy or it's her boyfriend. Uh, either way, he took a crack at an outfit she wore to an Usher concert on social media. And it, it was, it was a risque outfit. I mean, it was a sheer dress and she was wearing, she was wearing a thong underneath it. And she looked good, but you know, it, it was very sexy. It was very being seen. And, and this is sheer, sheer outfits and cutouts and everything like that are in fashion right now. And an Usher concert? That's not out of the realm of appropriate, though you will get thrown out of the Los Angeles Convention Center for wearing something like that. Learn from my experience at E3. It was years ago, maybe they've chained ownership. At the time, they had scripture on the inside of the label of the bottled water. But yeah, like, she was covered, but it was sheer. Um, and uh, he said that the boyfriend slash um, uh, baby daddy, who is a like fitness trainer, something like that, wrote, you a mom, though about her outfit and that black twitter went into a frenzy about that and you know a lot of people would be like why'd he say that on social media and you would be correct for thinking that and that's why i wonder if there's some estrangement going on here that the public is not privy to but either way bad form you got a kid together. You shouldn't be taking swipes at someone uh, on social media. But then there are the people, well, she is a mother and she should dress appropriately. And you guys know I hate the term appropriate. And it's because it's so subjective and it's because it is an indication that a small group of people dictates for a much larger group of people what they can do and not do. And the idea that somebody who's a mother suddenly has to start dressing like a nun or an Orthodox Jewish lady or an Orthodox Muslim lady is just one of those things that I, I'm not sure why as a society, we've gotten this idea that kids can't handle human bodies. It's, we're living in weird times that way. You know, I say this as someone who was, I think, 10? Younger? Not sure. I was a kid when Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out. And uh, again, you know, Jessica Rabbit. And I noticed the reactions that adults had to that character, but I didn't understand the reactions adults had to that character until I was older. And you know what? That's fine. Because when I was a kid, I just thought she was pretty. There was nothing. All the sexual innuendos went right over my head as a kid, as they were supposed to, right? That's movies back then were allowed to work on multiple levels. 
nowadays you couldn't do the freaking little mermaid cartoon because she wasn't wearing enough i mean yeah she's naked from about here down <laughs> she's wearing shells and that's it and you just know if that movie was made today it's for children you're sexualizing children <sighs> yeah um and obviously like i talked about on friday that you're sexualizing children has caused this to get totally fucking insane and that's why i think it's worth talking about where what is an appropriate way and here we go appropriate thing what is a way of expressing opinions as a guy about what a woman wears that is defensible you're not necessarily gonna get a good reaction because insecurities and sensitivities apply. Sometimes if you say you don't like an outfit, it's the bad reaction is not about you. It's a self-esteem thing and a frustration thing um, because it may be the best option she tried on and it still ain't that great and this shit matters for women in a way it doesn't matter for men. And this is the other thing. It's not just uh, not appropriate around children's slutty thing. The standards for women's dress are way higher than men. Increasingly, men don't even have to be clean shaven. I mean, beards were always, as long as it's like well-groomed, beards are always okay. But you're seeing more and more guys show up for events, like formal events in five o'clock shadow and jeans. And I understand some actors, um, they're working and it's a part and they need that for a part. All right. But the whole, I mean, dress codes at work have relaxed for everybody i still remember casual fridays for the united way when i first started working um hoodies were not yet considered appropriate workplace attire some places when i started working so things have changed a lot again but in terms of award shows and functions and it's very rare there's two places I attend semi-regularly where men are required to wear a jacket. Not even a jacket and tie anymore. It used to be jacket and tie or you weren't admitted. It, now it's a jacket. Because so many guys with a lot of money refuse to wear ties. And this one was brought into sharp focus to me with that whole The Young Turks kerfuffle. The clip about trans women. And yeah, I can't believe... Uh, the Turks have gone turf, but um, the way Anna Kasparian was dressed compared to the way Cenk Uyghur was presenting was stark. I mean, Anna has gotten more and more and more glam, I think, with every reference to her nose job. And I, I don't. I don't begrudge her having a nose job if it makes her more confident. I just don't know why she feels the need to talk about it so much. But she went from someone who looked, she's a very pretty woman, 
but her hair used to be closer to its natural color. And she, I mean, she looked nice, but she looked more like news reporter nice, right? Not red carpet ready nice. And now her hair is bleach blonde and she's wearing bright red, red lips and wing liquid eyeliner and she's contoured and all that stuff. And Jenk is sitting right next to her, rumpled, wrinkled shirt, just sort of a blazer, and he's visibly sweating. And the, and this is a left-wing show, allegedly. And I'm looking at this and go, this, this is why the reactions are so intense when a man comments. Hopefully that makes sense, because the expectations, I mean, no one puts in that much work on a daily basis. I mean, her hair was like Lady Gaga style side knots. And it, it just, there's clearly pressure to not just look good for Anna, but glamorous. And, you know, that's the whole, is it appropriate? Well, something's going on there. And I mean... I noticed it because I started dressing more conservatively uh, because I got tired of people treating me like I was dumb. Uh, you know, for a, a period, it was my job to dress glam, like corsets and high heels and sequins and uh, big hair, you know, everything. Push-up bras. That was my job. And I went from being... Um, fat, unattractive, and really smart to being treated like a dumb bimbo overnight. And that's not fair. There's really no way a woman can win. Now, some guys, well, there's no way some guys who don't have a sick pack and everything can win. Jank Weger, okay? That's Jonah Hill. It, it ain't the same. And the, the, the difference there is that whenever a woman who is, you know, bigger than a size six, and when I started in TV, even a size six was big. That was the era of the size zero to a size four. So every time I went out in public in the media, it was a statement or political or you're so brave. It's like, for fuck's sake, you know, it, it, Healthy body weights for women don't exist in media. They still don't. Someone who is just, you know, where their body wants to be, few and far between. Uh, there's a, I'm blanking on that lady. Um, oh, I could see her face. Anyway, it's not that it's completely non-existent. It's just, let's face it, it's still a, it's still an environment of either really skinny or plus size. Women who look, women are, who are in my range are still not really represented in media very much. And that, I mean, that makes me aware of this stuff. Um, you know, that's part of the reason. And, and the only place I've ever been able to find a reasonable number of women who are sort of shaped like me 
is black media. Make of that what you will. Because it was like that in the 90s. It's like, yeah, this looks more like my proportions. Uh, and now, you know, Kiki Palmer don't look that much different from me from behind. Well, obviously pigment aside. Um, and that's the other thing. Women are expected by society to put way more work into one's appearance to do the same job. But also, you look too good? Well, you know, a man can't look too good. You know, no, no one accuses Chris Hemsworth of embarrassing his wife. You know, no one assumes that because, you know, he does what he does that, oh, he's, he's a manslut. The fact that we even say manslut tells you how gendered the word is. And, uh, you know, I've just talked for 20 minutes about the background of what's appropriate to say, because it is all about the background. I think it's really important that guys understand the, uh, the, the two main real charges here, right? Actually three, because the mixed messages are a big part of it. A lot of women who aren't radical are sick of the mixed message as well. Um, the, the, you can't be around children looking that way thing. The, you know, there's far fewer examples of that for men than women. The bar is just so much lower when it's inappropriate. But if you don't put in a certain amount of effort, well then, you know, then it's a completely different complaint. So the standards are raised for women in terms of what's the bare minimum, but then the ceiling for what's too much is so much lower too. That's the frustration. And the stereotype of the catty gay guy commenting on women's appearance, there's an example of something that people got away with for not you know, conforming to traditional standards of masculinity. But you know what? Not even in the long term, in the medium term, it really didn't help. And I, ne I, I, it was explained to me that, oh, these guys aren't, aren't attracted to women. So it doesn't matter what they think. And to me, it's the opposite in my head. Because um, I've, you know, I've had to deal with, especially when I was doing, um, it was called gay rights activism back then, uh, in the nineties, guys had opinions and, you know, a guy called me a fish one day while going on about how great implants are cause they don't sag and I ripped him a new one and it was rude and it was not okay. And there was that cultural thing where there's this weird infantilization of same-sex attracted people that happens and I don't like it. And I think ultimately it's dehumanizing and people self-dehumanize and topic for another day. 
but that becomes even more confusing, right, to guys who are attracted to women or even women who are attracted to women. It's like, why does a guy who is never going to think, yeah, that looks real good, get more of a vote than a guy who might actually like it? And that's how fucked up the theory surrounding this is. And I'm saying that now because I don't agree with that. I don't think it has anything to do with the false stereotype of male attraction to women being predatory. There's plenty of predators in, in gay circles too, or same sex attracted circles too. Um, that's, that's a myth. It's not about that. It is about the fact that men are never going to be held to the dress code standards that are this narrow. That's the difference. So since everyone has opinions, it's impossible to not have an opinion, you know, uh, what do you do? Because I've heard guys go, I'm not allowed to have an opinion and that's not fair. That's not entirely true. You're, you're allowed to have an opinion. What you got to understand about girl world, about the world of women is we have opinions even when no men are around all the time, 80% of the time we don't say what we're thinking and that's conservative. It might be more like 90% of the time we don't, we don't say what we're thinking except for that one or two mouthy, no one likes it, but everybody puts up with it because she's kind of a girl bully and is always this, that, and the other thing. And th this is very white-coated socialization. I will acknowledge that growing up when, you know, there were much more black and Latina women, um, it was different. It was more open and quite, I think that was formative for me. I still prefer that. It wasn't always more honest, but it, it did feel like at least it wasn't stifled. Um, you know, some, some women mouth off cause they're putting on a false bravado. Uh, but if I have to pick between the toxically feminine paradigms, I'm, I'm going to pick that one, not the white girls say nothing, stifle everything, the frozen line. You know, conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. There's a reason that song hit like a hammer when it dropped. Um, but that's part of it, is you have to understand that it's not that men aren't allowed opinions per se. It's no one is allowed to voice their opinions 90% of the time in girl world. Now, you may see women commenting on things, right? And this is where being neurodivergent just extra sucks, um, specifically in this case, autistic, because you may see people commenting and you think, okay, they're commenting. I can comment too. Well, they might have a closer relationship. And so that's their deal. Now, it's possible neither of them like it, 
but that's just how it's been. I noticed this with men too, that I've talked about this before. Whenever I'd go into media executive meetings, there'd always be some sort of sports memorabilia in the office or, or something that's like, look, I have personality, right? And the guys would spend the first 10 minutes of the meeting being friendly with each other by insulting each other. Like, oh, you put on some weight there. Oh, 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 the hairline's going back, huh? And it's like, women would never do this. And if they did, and, and I think, I think that might be male cattiness uh, masquerading as posture. I can take it. I can take it. I'm, you know, it doesn't bother me. No, I think that's just men being catty when they do it. To me, it always feels like the equivalent of two dogs meeting for the first time and sniffing each other's butts. You know, like, it's just like, can we not, can we not fucking do that? Let's not. That, that's a big issue I have with media. Um, that. The other thing, if anybody's wondering, is that thing where someone's at an event and you're talking to them and they're looking around to see if there's someone more important that they want to talk to more. Yep. Yep. I am never going to forget the head of Twitch um, doing that to me. He was not looking at me as I was speaking. He was over here. And it's like, you fucker. We'll never forget that ever. You son of a bitch. Right? Probably shouldn't use that insult, but, you know. Um, but we notice. And so, best, best rule of thumb, before you offer an opinion, ask if, you know, do, do you want an opinion? I do that with everybody, you know, uh, because unsolicited advice is a big issue. Um, unsolicited advice is something I should talk about someday. Um, I'm making a note of that unsolicited advice. Um, but, uh, so that's one. The other is it's a question of having an opinion of, I think it looks nice. You know, I think the purple dress is more flattering. I was going to say green dress, but that's a bare naked ladies lyric. Uh, not a real green dress. That's true. Um, cruel words didn't come out there. Um, but can you tell I wear a lot of green, green and purple, green, purple in this color. That's my wardrobe. Um, but that like, if they ask you, what do you think? It tends to be better instead of going, I think it looks bad or, you know, the, the joke was always, does this make me look fat? And the answer was always no. But the answer is actually, if you think they wore something that looked better, say so. And this is where step two comes in. And this is where the second complication comes in. What someone who is not attracted to women thinks looks nice versus what someone who is attracted to women thinks looks nice are not the same thing. Someone who is not attracted to women is going to think the thing that minimizes flaws looks the best. 
people who are attracted to women are going to think the thing that plays up your best assets looks best. We don't care if there's a bruise on your knee or there's a little bit of, you know, little bit of pinch in from something if there's like cleavage till the end of days. Because we're not looking at those other things, <laughs> right? Uh, it's sort of the same way where if you're talking to people and, you know, the nicer they are and the cooler they are and sometimes the smarter they are, they get better looking. Or uh, somebody who's incredibly charming doesn't have to be nearly as good looking as someone who's not. And if you're an asshole, you are off-putting no matter what you look like. Uh, I think that's true for everybody. I don't, they used to say, oh, women are attracted to personalities. Men are attracted to looks. It's not true. It's what's considered socially acceptable to say. And that bad reaction you get, again, even if you're asked for your opinion and you're honest and you're kind about it, you know, you're polite about it. If you get a bad reaction, it's more that feeling of, oh my God, there's all this pressure I can't win that they're reacting to. Um, and really the best thing um, there is to try to help them go, look, you know, uh, my mantra is I don't have to be the best looking person in the room because I have other things going for me. So I'm going to dress the way I feel most comfortable, not what I think is going to look best. And, you know, if you're underdressed, that's not comfortable. But if someone feels the most confident, not perfectly confident, but the most confident, dressing a certain way, they should do that. Now, I, I do also think that you get more license to comment on other people's appearance if you put more effort into your own. It's all about avoiding a double standard. That's the core of it. Avoid double standards. Are the same, are the rules the same for everyone? Right. Are you saying, well, women should put in more effort when, you know, you got food in your beard and um, you haven't exercised in three weeks and you're wearing the same shirt you fell asleep in last night. There's an example of a double standard. Don't expect a woman to put in more effort than you do. Period. End of story. If she does, appreciate it. You know, appreciate the work. You will never go wrong complimenting women on effort. Period. End of story. And it takes effort to look, well, the way Song does on a daily basis. I say to her, like, I don't know how you do it. I can't be bothered. She enjoys it, but... Also, you know, if somebody's put in a lot of effort, they want to be noticed. 
They want to be noticed for the time and the attention they put in. So, you know, commenting a specific thing like, wow, that's really intricate braiding on, on their hair. Like, oh, cool. Or how did you do that? You know, how do you get your hair to go that way? You know, so like the barrel curls and things like that. Um, that's a different thing than nice tits. Generally, don't refer to women by their body parts if you want a good reaction. If a particular woman gives you active permission to say that, that is one thing. But as a rule, do not appreciate effort. That is the, that is the safest, most fool-resistant way. Because nothing, like I said, is foolproof. There are people, uh, um, I've worked with some of them, who deliberately dress to call attention to themselves so that they can be offended. Uh, there are other people who dress not totally understanding the signals they're sending out so they get offended when they do. Um, what, you know, when they attract that kind of attention. Again, appreciate effort, minimize double standards. Don't refer to body parts. You'll be okay. Okay. Help support this channel. Become a monthly patron. Patreon.com slash Leanna K. Or buy a one-time Leanna Care session for someone who can use it but can't afford it. Coffee.com slash Leanna K. Thanks for watching Manly Mondays.